Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, episode 27. This is Love as a Battlefield, the domestic violence podcast. My name is Tilly Moore, and today we have reading perpetrators' emails. Now, what's that all about? Well, I was going to do another little definition topic, but I just could not help myself. So during the week, I randomly had to search for an email and an old emails that this perpetrator, so just for those who were popping into this one and haven't listened to all the other episodes, uh, there was an abuser, they went to prison, they stalked me, they broke into my house, held me hostage, they had strangled me and I nearly lost my life and they'd beaten the crap out of me, stolen things, broken things, poured things on me. They did all sorts of torture and horrible things and they went to prison. So this person was very unhinged and there was a lot of just so much domestic violence, so much uh, like trying to convince others that I was horrible and crazy and also trying to um, just all this manipulation and just evil, just a very disturbed, mentally deranged human being who, as most abusers do on the outside, they try and look like a charming, normal person, but they are calculating very evil, bad things on the inside. So that's just a little brief summary. So this person that I've referred to quite a lot and I hide their identity and any identifying information to protect myself from them because they're just an absolute nut, uh, <laughs> literally. And we all know they love a good smear campaign. They love a defamation case. There's actually a man in Australia at the moment, high profile. He raped a woman, 100% he did, like he raped her there was enough evidence that he got charged with that and it went to court and there was some media thing, some interview or something that happened in the media that like disrupted whatever was going with court. So they were going to have to start again with a fresh jury or something. And the girl, like as many of you might know, but some of you probably don't know, she actually got torn to pieces on the stand and that's what happens when you are the victim of rape and it gets to the court stage. They literally tear every part of your life to pieces and you as a person to pieces on the stand and bully the absolute crap out of you and try and push you to breaking point. And so she said, oh, I can't go through that again. So a little old mate goes, huh, well, that means I'm innocent because they didn't go through it again because the media kind of thing that messed up the trial. If they have like a, I forget what it's called, like a thing that messes up the trial, they have to redo the whole thing. And nothing in the justice system is trauma-informed. Nothing is for the victim. The victim is treated like absolute crap through the whole process because the offender has so many rights because there's this guilt with the justice system because the justice system was set up by white men in suits. It was who designed the thing in the first place. And they, they don't feel very good to put their fellow man in prison, so they have to give them quite a lot of rights and you know, make a big deal out of it and really tear a woman to shreds if she's going to accuse a man, like she's accusing a man rather than the man did this to her and this is justice for her. The system is not really like that. It's actually really toxic. So anyway, this is what happened. And so they just, she couldn't go through it again. And so it was just sort of null and void. So then he goes, oh, well, like technically that means I'm innocent. Like it doesn't. It just meant they couldn't redo it. Like you're guilty as freaking hell, mate. And other women have come out of the woodworks now that he has raped them as well. So this is like a politician in Australia too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, disturbing. And he did this in a political house, like a parliament house, like a like a parliament building, like an official, I don't know what you call them in other countries, but the official building where your politicians work and stuff. He raped her in there. Anyway, anyway, and lots of victim blaming as yeah. 
Really, use your classic, typical. So then, because there had been talk in the media around it or something, he picked someone who talked about the media and he's going to do this huge defamation thing. They love defamation. Johnny Depp did a whole defamation thing on his victim. They just love a whole big smear campaign with defamation. Like, so that's why we hide people's details. Anyway, I've gone on about that too long, but you know, a bit of a side topic there, a bit of a, that's what's happening in Australia. And it's brought up a lot for a lot of victims. And actually there was a girl on TikTok. She's amazing. She was going through all the texts that are part of the evidence and reading it. And this guy, there is so much evidence. He is guilty as hell. Like, and then we were watching it live. They were broadcasting it like what is the go with broadcasting defamation cases live like they did that with the Johnny Depp one and they're doing that with this one in Australia too they were broadcasting it live and the judge is just there going yeah nah like he's like he knows like it's so much evidence that this guy like yeah it was just anyway very disturbing very triggering for a lot of people but thought I'd share that and that just goes to show how these people like once you leave once you're away from the situation or whatever or if you have got justice or haven't got justice or whatever happens they still like love a defamation thing because they're just like oh well I'm so innocent and I'm just gonna like tear anyone I can to pieces and play the victim they love to play the victim so if you're in a situation like mine just while legally you can kind of say their name a lot of the times because they have been convicted of certain things, like just you just don't. Like you don't give them any ammunition because they're absolute little weasels and they're just they're absolute knobs. Like they're just knobs. They're like disturbed little tiny insecure weak little things. I wouldn't even compare them to rats because like rats, you can have rats as pets. I had a rat as a pet when I was like 21. <laughs> like you can have a rat as a pet. Like let's not insult animals and rodents okay anyway about 17 tangents there but basically today so last week I had to search for some old email and then one with that they had sent me this perpetrator had sent me popped up and I thought oh for shits and gigs that's a saying we have here it means for shits and giggles like just for a laugh I'm gonna read it because do you know no you don't know and that's why I'm telling you can you read my mind? In the last days leading up to being held hostage and being nearly murdered and everything, the stalking had got literally out of control. And I had got to the point of cutting off contact, which is so high risk, especially with this very dangerous individual, very unhinged individual. I had cut all contact with this person. And so I was copying emails, text calls, whatever they could do. Like he was blocked. And then I did get to the stage of just blocking on everything. And even when you block on email, it goes somewhere in your email. It still goes somewhere. Like, I don't know if it goes in your junk or something, but it goes somewhere and stays somewhere. So anyway, there were all these emails that were there and I had not ever read them because I knew at that point because there's still trauma bond. I had trauma bond. And so if you read, so if you were doing this, hot tip, hot tip, hot tip, if you are trauma bonded to someone, like you're in an abusive relationship, you're like, oh, I do love them, but oh, they won't stop being abusive and blah, blah, blah. And you decide, no, nah, I'm cutting contact. I'm going to leave them. It's over. Don't read their emails or texts because they are designed 
and calculate it to suck you back in. That's the entire point of them. And so what I'm going to do today is I'm going to read through some of these emails and I'm going to interpret them for you. This person and so many other narcissistic types or psychopathic types, because this is like next level, this guy with how dangerous he is, but uh, those narcissistic types, these emails have been intentionally written so that if a third party reads them, anything that he wrote, he was very aware a third party could read it. So he wrote it as if he was performing to an audience where he was trying to convince that audience that I am unhinged, unwell, and I am a very bad person. So he would always intentionally word these emails in a way that people who read it, who aren't us, would think, oh, she's a bit crazy. Like, oh, she's not very good. Like all these things he's saying. Like, So it was worded in a way that you would not think well of me if you not knowing anything came along. And if I said, oh, look at this email my abuser sent me, you'd be like, oh, well, he did say that you did X, Y, and Z. And he said this about you. Hmm." And like, it's worded that way. And the threats he puts in there are threats that he knows I know. And this happens so often. The perpetrator knows, the victim knows what they're talking about because they've, you know, been together for X amount of time. They've had you know, the disagreements where he's abusing and and there and he's making threats. And so he hints at things that he knows his victim will pick up as a threat, but a third party reading it will not even notice that that's a threat. So basically there's an interpretation. I actually saw on a TikTok recently, a person had a, I think it was just a text or something. And they were saying, the interpretation, I think it was just two sentences or something, and they were interpreting what they meant. They're like interpreting a narcissist language because it was just this simple thing. And they said, this means I'm going to do this if you don't do this. And so they were doing the interpretation. And so I had already thought, as soon as I found these emails, I'm like, oh, I want to share these. And I was trying to figure out how to put it on a TikTok, but then I couldn't figure it out, like how that would work. And it would kind of be not very good. And so so I thought, I'm just going to read them to you and I'm going to interpret them for you. So you'll hear what seems like an email from a man who's just so in love and so concerned for this very unhinged woman. But I will interpret for you these what this means, because what he's saying isn't just this dude and me, like, it's like, why are you even sharing that with the world? This kind of talking, this kind of communication is so common from abusers. This is a manipulation and I'll go over in detail how they're trying to manipulate by what they're saying. So I'm just going to go through some random ones I find. I, disclaimer, I had not read these. I haven't even read all of them. I just read one, two, the two the other day because I found one and I realized I haven't even read these and then I found another, but I didn't actually go through all of them because I, I do not care. If you have come out of an abusive relationship can you imagine a couple of years just not even caring? You can't because your brain, you're so into it. You so still have all these emotions and feelings. You also feel like crap. You're also half blaming yourself. You still have these love feelings. You don't know what's going on. There is a time that comes, I guarantee you, in a couple of years, you just don't give a crap anymore. And now I can read these and laugh because I have my power back. 
This is when this person is sucking, sucking the power out of me. He sucked everything out of me, not physically. (laughs) And he tried to get me to kill myself. He would push and he would verbally say, kill yourself, kill yourself, kill yourself. Go and do it, do it. No one likes, like he was bullying, like they bully you. They tear you to pieces. They are trying to just get that power and control over you. And if they can tear you down to absolutely nothing, they will own you and have everything over you. And now two years on, no contact, this person, I just see them as a weak, pathetic, very unhinged, very unstable, mentally, very unwell, dangerous because they're such a loony person. I have absolutely zero respect for this person and I look back at the situation and I'll just describe the feelings like while I'm reading it and everything as well, like of what I would have been feeling if I had read it at the time. But I just think the audacity to expect a woman to believe this and respond to this in the way that gives you power and control is absolutely sick and twisted, but it works because they are relentless. They will send email after email after email and message and call and text. And the more you try and ignore them, the harder they come and the more threats that come with them. And so getting out of an abusive relationship is fucking hard and near impossible. And that's why so many women do not survive getting out of an abusive relationship. It's why I nearly lost my life. So let's get into it. Right. So the first one I found today is not the first one I found the other day. I just typed like their name in. And so, but for, I got to, I got to share this one. So this one was sent the day before he broke in, held me hostage. So these are, these are the warning signs. These are the red flags. These are all signs that someone is going to unalive. Oh, I'm not on TikTok. I can say the words. Someone's going to murder someone. And you might be like, oh, that's not blatantly obvious. He's not saying, hey, I'm planning to murder you and break in and hold you hostage at X time. Well, they're not going to do that, are they? Because it's all this psychoness coming out of them and all this, if you don't do what I want, and they just escalate and escalate. So this is the day before I'm held hostage. Hope you liked your email, one of those smiley faces that you make with the colon and the bracket. You're logged in, so hope it made you smile. That's it. That's the whole, that's just a mini email. Don't worry. There's novel ones. So what does that mean? He's saying, I can see you're logged in. And this email was an an email I haven't used for years. Um, I obviously used it back then. Um, it was a Gmail. He could see that I was logged into Gmail how could he see that? I, I had called him out on this. He was logged in to Gmail for me because Gmail was set up to show my location through Google Maps and everything. And he always knew where I was, always, like live. He could always find me in traffic, always just turn up at places. And I'd said, I know, it's like through Google, like Gmail, you've got, you are tracking me. And he's like, oh, you're being so paranoid. And no, he would always turn up places. He knew where I was. And this is just evidence of that. I've only just read this, like just before I press record to start today. He's saying you're logged in. 
So what he's saying, it's a power thing. He's saying, I'm watching you. I know you've read that email and I know you haven't replied. And in the email, there are threats, like and consequences of if I don't reply, what's going to happen was that he was going to turn up and do whatever he wanted. So it's, it's a threat. It's like, I know you've seen it. I know you've read it. And there are consequences if I don't get the reply that I want. That's the subtext of this. But also, but to me, it's just saying, hey, this is evidence that he knows I'm logged into my Gmail. Like, how do you even know that? As far as I know, my email, I only ever got it through like the mail app in iPhone, not through the actual Gmail app. But I did have a Gmail up in an older phone, I think. I don't know. Anyway, we got to keep going because I'd be here all day otherwise. Oh, here we go. See, I can laugh now. I really, it's, if anyone's in that situation, you've come out of an abusive relationship, you will laugh. You will laugh at this person one day. It takes time to get your power back. You will laugh. It's not about power because we're not in this little game of power struggle. We don't want that. We want no part of it. We're normal people. We're not in this whole game, but one day you will be able to just see things clearly for the way they actually honestly are. Right. The three exclamation marks. He loves three exclamation marks. This one is titled Stop It and it's uh, three days before I was held hostage. Stop acting like you're better than everyone. Grow up and take responsibility. Far out. Blaming me for everything makes you what? When do I ever say it's your fault for this and that? I never do. I point out your behavior, which is disgusting at times, like now abusing me on your drive home. You said you're cranky because you're tired and hungry. Then you yelled and called me names again every time. I, every time. So I'll see you in person. Three exclamation marks. It's always three. Right. So you're like, what's all that crap? Uh, they just start by saying you're not good. You've got bad behavior, like mm, put downs, but he tries to word it because I taught, I'm a, a mental health professional at this time. And I taught him things about the wording and how we talk. Like he picked that up from me. So he tries to speak in a way that like, just say my colleagues or something who know mental health, like, so if they read it, he tries to talk in the way that I had pr pretty much taught him to teach talk about mental health and everything and behavior and everything so that he's trying to twist all that at me so they try and put you down and he's not just going to go oh you're crap he's going to try and word it in a way that makes him sound like oh you know you're really not well and it's your behavior and basically things that I had said to him um the drive abusing me on the drive home I I tried to remember this after I read it and I'm pretty sure it was the uh, I've told you, I don't want to be with you. I do not want to be in an abusive relationship. I'm cutting all contact now. If you continue to call me, I'm going to have to get the police involved. And then him pushing and yelling and pushing and going off. And then get to a point, say, you are a domestic violence perpetrator. You will leave me alone. Like I'd call out things like that, something like that you'd not leave me alone. And, and then when you get to that point of like raising your voice to leave me alone, he twists it to you're abusing me. Like he's stalking me. I've told him I'm cutting contact. I have calmly for many, many times told him the relationship is over and why it's very clear, very, very clear. And this is not the first attempt to leave. This is probably the 13th attempt. Like 
this man knows, no, I don't want to be in an abusive relationship. And I made that very clear. So every time he abuses me, he goes, oh, I'm going to manipulate her to come back to me. And each time I'm going to wear her down more and more until she just commits to me for life and just decides this is her life now. Right. So, so yeah, he's accused me of abusing him and yelling at him and completely disregarded the fact that he is stalking me. He is harassing me. He's threatening me. And so his threat at the end of this is I'll see you in person, three exclamation marks, as in I'll turn up when I want. Anyway, let's keep going because there's more of that. Being so nice to you, hey. Uh, no, you haven't, mate. Um, <laughs> so the complete disregard for the permanent injuries he knew. He knew at this stage he knew and this is before I was beaten and held hostage and nearly murdered. This is um a yeah a day or so before um I was strangled and stuff and I nearly lost my life. So yeah, this man nearly took my life the following day. And so this is this is the only red flags you're gonna get if this is gonna happen to you. Be so nice to you, being so nice to you, hey. They completely disregard. He At this point, I had permanent injuries in my body. I won't go on about which parts and that because if he was this thing, he'd be like, oh, yeah, she's got chronic pain in those bits. Yeah, I did that. I'm just going to um, brush over that. But there, he knew and he knew how many bruises I'd had and how many injuries and that the only injuries he had was two times where he tried to injure himself while in police custody. One, he scratched his face. The other, he tried to injure his wrists. He never had any other injuries whatsoever at any stage. He never had one bruise. I was constantly covered in giant purple bruises, constantly had injuries, constantly on brufen for soft tissue inflammation, just constant injuries. And this is the physical side. This guy's also like torturing me, like psychologically, emotionally, mentally, threatening that he's going to make me lose my job and all these things. So this guy is so, has done so much damage. And then they write these emails and they're, I've been so nice to you. How dare you act like this? And they are trying, this is a complete gaslighting attempt to just convince you that you're being unreasonable. Why are you doing this? So that if you're quite vulnerable and if they've worn you down enough, you'll just go back to them and stay with them because the fight to get away from someone like this is extreme. You've got to really want to get away from them. And when you have trauma bond and you still have love feelings, that's really hard to do. So kudos to anyone out there who's got away. And if you haven't, don't blame yourself. These people are unhinged, right? I'll keep going. Being so nice to you, hey. Oh, by the way, he has no grammar punctuation. There are no full stops. If I read this the way it's meant to be read, it'd be like, blah, 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 like no breathing, <laughs> right? Being so nice to you, hey, I leave you alone and respect you. Then you push and push and attack again. Why do you do that? It's all lies. It's just bullshit. Why can't you control your emotions and behavior? <laughs> the literal audacity for your abuser, your physical... <laughs> to say that see how they literally project what they're doing to you and they twist the narrative they he twists they constantly twist to put themselves 
in the victim position that they know, they know what they're doing. They know you are the victim. They know they're the abuser. They know, but they pretend they don't to keep that power and control. Why can't you control your emotions and behavior? Okay, no full stops. It just does my head in. I don't know when to breathe. (laughs) Seriously, answer. You always say you have the right to force me to answer anything you ask. Um, no, I don't. He's like cheated and everything and he just lies. And since when can I force him to do anything? So please explain, give me closure to why it's everyone else's fault, but you right about this part. Do you see how he says, please explain, give me closure. You will never get closure from a narcissist. They will lure you in with the promise of closure but you will not get closure because it's circle talk. It's going around in circles. They will never conclude. They will. I had so many times early on where I tried to leave and said, look, I want to have that final talk where we just say, right, we had a relationship. You were abusive. It didn't work out, but peace to you as you move on in your life. I wish you well, that kind of talk, you know, They will not do that. They will say, oh, yeah, I'll come and see you for that or something or we'll meet and do that or and swap things over or something. They will not swap things over. They will always keep something of yours or leave something of theirs at your house intentionally so they have a reason he did that. (laughs) He intentionally, like he refused to take something once because he wanted to plant. He would always try and plant something at my house and then when I finally went like in another time, went no contact in another attempt to leave, he's like, well, you have my thingy thing, thingy thing, you know, whatever, X, Y, Z you have. And he'd planted it there. <laughs> so that, and he's like, and if you don't give that to me, the police are coming and they they say that you can't do that. And they're saying that you're a thief. And they're saying that I have every right to come and get my property and you're withholding my property. So you're going to get charged with this and that. Literally, that's what they do. And he would intentionally plant something on my property. So he had an excuse to come back every time. Is that not freaking absolutely, mate, you are fucked in the head. That is so bad. This is what they all do. This is the little immature fucked in the head games they carry on with. They're so deranged. Right. So where are we up to? So yeah, closure. He's like, give me closure. He knows what he's done. He knows why he's lost you and why you keep trying to get away. He's not going to give you closure and he doesn't want closure. This is all just bullshit. It's just to lure you back in. It's called hoovering, which was an episode I was going to do. You know where you go wrong. You've admitted to doing wrong in the letter N. I guess it means end. Wrong and bad things. Do I continue them when you have a man standing by you that loves you so much? So to interpret this bit, it's uh, they say you've admitted to doing wrong and bad things. No, that's an absolute lie. Uh, I've never did, but they want you to think you did. And see how he doesn't actually say things. So you, a true victim, will say to the perpetrator, you hit me. You cheated on me. You lied to me. You did this. You did these behaviors. You did these things. They're not good. That hurt me. They'll specify what he did. Like you bruised me. You choked me. You strangled me. You held me hostage. You tried to kill me. (laughs) You punched me in the head. You 
gave me concussions and head injuries. You like they'll have specific things at the time that they are saying, look, you didn't do this. So he doesn't have anything. I did nothing. I I never I was a good, genuine, decent person. That's the kind of people they choose. They specifically target people who are good people, who are not gonna, they're not gonna target someone who's gonna fight back, who's gonna do to them what they're doing to them. They're not gonna target someone who's gonna hit them back. They want the power and control. They're going to choose someone who's nice, empathetic, and has that sense of authority where I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm not going to do bad things. They want that kind of person. So he has absolutely nothing to complain about. So all he can say is, you've done wrong and bad things. He puts this in there and says, you've admitted. Like it's a whole lie. When I read it, it's like, well, that's a lie. But if a third party is reading this, they're going to go, oh, I wonder what she did. I wonder what she admitted she did. He has no specific things to say. Like if that was you or I saying something to a perpetrator, we would be like, last night when you were abusing me and you hurt my wrists or hurt my leg or something, you grabbed me and then you threw me across the room and that was abuse and I don't like it. You'd say that. He's just like, you've done wrong and bad things and you've admitted it. See how it's just full of shit? You know where you go wrong. You've admitted to doing wrong and bad things. So do, why, means so why, I'll have to, you know, fix his mistakes. Why continue them when you, you just know he was typing this fast like a rant. So why continue them when you have a man standing by you that loves you so much? Mate, and everyone out there, this isn't love. This is not love. When they try and use the, but there's like, so he, so can you see this pattern here? He's put you down. Okay. He put you, me, but put the person down. This is just such a regular pattern. Put the person down, said that they're bad, said that they need to agree, like you've agreed, like you're bad. But look, here's a man who loves you and is willing to stand by someone as pathetic and bad and wrong and horrible as you. Do you see what he's doing there? Puts you down and then says, hey, this man wants to stand by you and loves you. This is not love. This person writing this email does not love the person they're sending it to. This guy did not love me. That Love is not bruises. Love is not murder. Love is not, this isn't love. I've got to keep reading. I was like, keep carrying on and hasn't given up on you. Hasn't, but so many would. Subtext is, sorry, he's, sorry. What is actually written here is, Man standing by you that loves you so much and hasn't given up on you. So subtext there is obviously any other man would give up on you. You're you're pathetic. You're bad. You do horrible, bad things. You're not a good person. I'm not giving up on you. Other people would see that brainwashing, gaslighting bullshit. So he's saying he loves you, hasn't given up on you. I'm getting, I'm reading now, by the way, I'm getting so frustrated with all this. No shit, Sherlock. You're losing your power and control over this person. She's left you. Of course you're frustrated because you see it as a game in your deranged head. You don't see it as a normal, healthy relationship. I'll keep reading. I'm getting so frustrated with all this. It's only ever face-to-face we settle this and you come good, three exclamation marks. Right, this is important to discuss. This was something very common in a lot of emails, messages and bullshit from this person. I need to see you face to face. 
we always settle this face to face. Why do you think the perpetrator saying that? Have you figured that out? Like without me saying it, <laughs> they can manipulate you in person probably 50 times better than they can via text or email. They know this. It, there is evidence of this. They use in person eye contact, touch, sexual touch. They might try and kiss you. And, you know, this is your person. This is the person you've been with for years or, you know, you're dating and you love them. You know, they might try and hold your hand or hug you or try and give you a kiss. They will try to have those connections, even if you're not touching in public. I mean, not in public, in person. I mean, you hopefully be in public and not in a house because they can, you're safer in public. Still not safe around them, but you know, but eye contact, even if they're not touching you, eye contact, because they, those are the eyes of the person you fell in love with. And there's a connection there. They can manipulate you in person so much better. So you'll see in this email, he continues to complain. You come good when you're in person because in the past he has been able, like, I'm like, no, go away. You know, I'm doing the no contact thing. I'm being tough. I'm being as strong as I can. I have a trauma bond, but I'm going to not talk to this person. And then if I see them in real life, you see the face of the person you're in love with, the trauma bond of your brain chemicals Fs you over and and you look into the eyes of the person that you like and you've got to, you're trying to undo all these connections in your brain saying, that's my person, that's my man, because you're trying to undo that and replace it with this person is violent and dangerous. And it's so hard to explain it to someone who hasn't gone through it because you just think, why would your brain be telling you that's my man that I love? Wouldn't your brain be saying that man's very dangerous, he hits me? Brains are fucked. <laughs> Honestly, as a mental health professional, Brains are fucked and they're designed to keep you safe and ha happy and healthy and loved. And the human brain is designed for connection to other humans. And so it releases neurochemicals to increase those connections. And so the brain is designed to connect to that man so that you will then have relations and have children and they will be your, they will go and hunt and gather, hunt and you'll gather. And, you know, it's, it's designed for that whole thing, the caveman days. And so that goes against you because you're getting these beautiful neurochemicals as soon as you look them in the eyes, release of all those beautiful neurochemicals of love and connection. And you've got to fight that when you're already worn down and weak from this person abusing you. It's such a mind fuck. But he says, you always come good because in the past, I have been trying to resist. I have gone no contact. Then I've seen him in person and over time he's been able to wear me down to take him back in person so this is what he's admit he's basically admitting to that he's here he's admitting to i can manipulate you better in real life we're going to see each other in real life so i can convince you and manipulate you to be under my control again i will not talk i'm frustrated with this whole you leaving me thing that's just not happening and yet there were actually times in the relationship i said i want to leave like i don't want to be with you and he's like no I'm like, what do you mean no? He's like, no, you can't. It's not happening. We're not breaking up. You're not allowed. And once I actually said to someone at work, just in passing, like thinking it was funny in general chit chat, oh, I'm not allowed to break up with him. He won't let me leave him. Like just, I don't even remember what the conversation was, but it was just like in joking passing, not real. And then they went, what do you mean you're not allowed? What, that's TV. Like what's going on? And I went, 
oh, no, no, I was, uh, no, I don't mean it like that. And they're like, no, seriously, what's happening? And I went, oh, no, no. And I had to, I had to backpedal. You can't, because you don't want, if people find out and they go and confront him, well, he's going to then enact plan C, destroy her reputation and, you know, or he's going to threaten you and your kids and, or something bad is going to happen. There will be repercussions with someone unhinged like this. So you can't let people know what's going on. And on top of that, the shame of people finding out you're in an abusive relationship because you're not ready to leave. If you've decided that's it, I'm leaving, there's no going back and you are safe and you have been able to leave them, you're going to tell people. Actually, there was one time I tried to leave and I decided I couldn't tell people until the dust settled, as in until he got over himself and stopped abusing me and realizing, no, we were over. I was then going to let people know. I didn't know how unhinged this person was. There was no such thing as that. He made sure everyone knew all the lies. He he just decided to then like start the smear campaign and I had protected him and it was just, it was revolting. It was disgusting. This person's so fucked up. But I know that there would be people listening because I have seen so many people share the exact same behaviours from their abusers. And that's why it's important to share this. All right, let's keep reading this absolute joke. It's going to be a long episode. Buckle in or just come back, you know, another time. So we just finished at the part where it's it's only ever face-to-face we settle this and you come good. And see how he says, and you come good, implying that there's something mentally wrong with me and then I come good again when we're face-to-face. So he goes on to say, messages never work. He's literally telling me, I'm trying to control you. I'm trying to get you to do what I want. And messages aren't working. I need to see you in person. And so that can work. See, messages never work. See how there's no like giving an absolute crap about this person. It's just messages don't work. But he's still writing it in a way that if a third party read it, he would come off looking good. He's not stupid. Although hitting women is pretty stupid. Like don't do it. That's probably the dumbest thing you can do, abuse women and children, actually. So anyway, we'll move on. Messages never work. I've been saying it for years. I only knew this person for a couple of years my whole entire life. But anyway, I've been saying it because he's being dramatic here. I've been saying it for years and my way works. So that's what we are going to do. Three exclamation marks. Now you can get this. This is where the threats start, but you won't see it as a threat until I explain it. Now you can pick a time and tell me so I can do it when you feel like it. Or I'll pick my own time because I'm getting really sick of this. See how I'm being dramatic in the way I'm saying it too? Just adding a bit of zhuzh. You can't, okay, I've got to explain that bit first. He's saying you pick a time when I'm going to come and see you and manipulate you to come back to me. And if you don't, well, I will pick a time because this is happening. In other words, I'm just going to show up. And that's what happened. That's, he broke in. Help me hostage. That's, that's, that's what happened. Good times. Not really. That was sarcasm, if you didn't know. I'll pick my own time because I'm getting really sick of this. In other words, I'm elevating. I'm getting really sick of this. He's pretty much telling me I'm elevating. My behavior is getting worse. You are in danger now. I'm actually going to do things my way. But it's, it's very subtle, isn't it? It doesn't look like a threat, but now we know what happened after this. 
this person had to go to prison for so long. Like this, these was, this is serious. What they did was very serious and it happened after this. Then he goes on to say, we're nearly there, we're nearly finished. You can't regulate. I taught him the word regulate, you know, like regulate emotion. So another put down, you can't regulate and it's caused us both pain because they know that when you leave them, you're in pain because you're fighting this trauma bond and stuff and these love feelings that you really, you know you shouldn't have, but you, the, those bloody neurochemicals. <laughs> it causes us both pain and needs to stop. So get this, here he goes. So I'll stop it by seeing you because even you know history shows my way works. It resets you, it reconnects us, it settles everything down three exclamation marks. And there were three exclamation marks after my way works. It resets you as in, I'm so, you know, hysterical. The woman has gone hysterical and crazy. She's tried to end the relationship. What a nut job. See me in real life. It'll reset you with your mental crap. It'll reconnect us and settle everything down. See, he's trying to convince me to, what a dick. I know, by the way, if I'd read this at the time, I wouldn't have been sitting here laughing and saying, what a dick, it would have been, I'll tell you in a minute. Maybe I'll forget, who knows. It's a gamble, really. Okay, I'll keep reading. I know you get this with delivery notifications. (laughs) He sounds like a child, like for real. It's just such a crack up reading it years on. Hot tip, highly recommended, do it. Don't read them at the time, do not. I know you get this with delivery notifications. I mean, at the top, you're terrified of this person, but now I'm just like, what? Do reply with a time, please. Nothing else. Then in caps lock, nothing else. <laughs> That's the end of that email. Uh, yeah, at the time, if I had read this at the time, I would have I would have uh, felt threatened. I would have been scared that he was going to turn up at any moment and that he was serious, that he's pissed off, that I have tried to end things and and that he believes. I would have actually thought and believed at the time he believed I was unhinged and crazy for trying to end it. I would have thought that he actually thought that because he says it all, you know, all the freaking time. I would have thought he actually believed that. Now I know he doesn't, he knows I'm not crazy. He knows I'm not unhinged. He knows I'm completely mentally sane. He knows probably a bit of trauma from him, but he knows that I'm completely of sound mind. He knows that. He just tries to convince me and those around me that I'm unhinged in order to get what he wants. It is all, everything they do is a means to an end. They do it and say it because it gets the result they want. He does not believe. So if you're in a relationship like this or have been, he does not believe you are crazy. He's just saying it because it gets the response from you and from those around you that he wants. So that is sick. Wowee, I've just found another one that I've never, ever read and he's attached a TikTok to it. Right, this was sent the day he held me hostage. So obviously that night he broke into my house and held me hostage and terrorized me and all the works and jerks. That day, the title is, thanks, this is you, love to abuse men. And then it says, check out such and such TikTok. 
and he shared a TikTok. And the TikTok is a girl's face with some music. I'll play that if you. I don't. You, I don't think you can hear it through this microphone for some reason. It says it's just a girl standing there, just smiling at a camera, and it says, "Telling a guy you love him while hurting his soul and breaking his heart is emotional and psychological abuse. Stop." like half laughing but half very concerned that there are manipulators trying to sell this shit to their victims trauma bond which is from an abusive relationship means that you do love them and you do you have fallen in love with this person unfortunately because they have groomed you and love bombed you in fact he knew exactly what he was doing when he was grooming and love bombing he made sure that i was getting those connections he actually said to me oh you got oxytocin everything in your brain like literally in the first week or two of knowing him he actually did a check-in about that he seemed to know about that it was kind of weird and he was love bombing and he set that connection up by faking this character that he clearly wasn't by grooming and love bombing so it makes you fall you know you fall for them which is not your fault you're a normal human being this person's pretending to be a nice loving human being they're not you don't know they're not it's not up to you to know what someone's hiding from you It's up to the person who's hiding it from you not to fucking hide it from you and to be a normal person. So you've fallen for this person. You have love. And then they start abusing you once you're so deep in that love that someone starting to abuse you does not stop you loving them. You don't stop loving them when they start abusing you because they do it subtly and blend it with the love. And every time they abuse you, they bring more love bombing to counteract it. It's this whole psychological warfare bullshit. So to have the audacity to say, you know, he, like that he knows that I had love feelings for him, but I'm, you know, cutting him off and telling him like, I'm not, I never ghosted him. I would always clearly, calmly, concisely and many times over before I went no contact at any time, I would very clearly and nicely explain that I can't be in an abusive relationship and I'm sorry. But And then I would say, look, if you're going to keep being like this and threatening me, I'm going to have to cut contact. You know, it. there was never ghosting, never anything like that. And see how they try and manipulate you to think you're abusing them? I've just, I've never seen that one before. Oh, the audacity. The absolute audacity to think someone's going to buy that. But they have brainwashed the shit out of you so that you, are susceptible to buying that. I was just thinking, is he getting read receipts now? <laughs> I get read receipts. Uh, many years on, is he actually getting read receipts sent to him? Like, she's opened your message years later. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, Slay. Um, enjoy that read receipt. Um, whatever, weirdo. Another one here, uh, the day before I was held hostage. What are you doing? Okay, so this was sent while I was at work. I'm not talking to them. Like I've tried the no contact. I'm at work. I'm at work. What are you doing? Like I don't get it. You've been back from break for a while. No call. You want me to call you back again? You asked me to last night, so not sure. So what this is saying is, you know, I'm watching you. I can see what you're doing. He, um, I can't explain because I don't want to give away any identifying information, but 
he ha- he believes he had ways of knowing what I was doing at work. I won't go into that any further, but he's trying to imply I'm watching you. I can see you. I know that you've had a break and I know that you've come back from break. Either he knew it or he was because he knew people who knew people. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not going to go into it because yeah, you don't want to give away an identifying information, especially to someone this unhinged. But what he's saying is, you know, you, you've come back from break. You know, I, I didn't get a call on the break. Like he's acting shocked when he knows he's been very clearly told a long time before this that things are over. I'm about to cut contact because you're being unhinged. You're being unsafe. You're threatening, you know, okay, now I'm going to cut contact from now on. I'm not going to talk. So then he acts like he acts like we're together. And he's telling, at this point, he's telling everyone around us that we're together. Why'd you, why'd you not call me? Because he's wording this. So if a third party reads this, they're like, yeah, why didn't you call him? Like, you're not being reasonable. But they don't know that I have left this person because they're highly abusive and I've made it very clear that I'm not, they're not to contact me. There is a, there's actually a DV order in place at this time to have zero contact with me and not be within so many metres of me. There is, there is an order not to come near me or contact me at all. And the audacity, he just sends this. And see how he's acting like, what's going on? And it's it's half like, well, I'm going to word it like this so you can't show anyone this because it just makes you look like you're not being very nice. And half like trying to trick me that there's nothing wrong, what's happening? As in like completely disregarding the part where you told them 65 times that you didn't want to be in an abusive relationship and it was over. So he goes on to say, you want me to call you back again? That's a threat. He's threatening to call at work. So what happened on this day was he called my workplace relentlessly. And by relentlessly, I mean nonstop. I had to pull the cord out from the wall and then didn't know, didn't get able to have the calls that were important for work. Uh, And I had to put it back. Uh, Just nonstop, constant ring, hang, I'd hang up, ring, I'd hang up. I'm like, I'm making it clear. I'm being mature about this. I'm not playing games. Then a colleague would answer and he'd give them a fake name. Then another time, and he did this nonstop for days, like different shifts. And another time a colleague answered and he actually said who it was. And he tried to manipulate them into thinking that we were together and that I was being um, unhinged and and for some reason being very not nice to him for no reason. And and they looked at me like that, like he convinced them over the phone because I had not told this person anything about, as far as work knew, I had escaped a DV relationship and I was not with this person. And But as far as the colleagues that I was working with knew, they didn't, you know, they don't know what's going on. So he has this open freaking platter to just convince people that I am just, oh, she's being unreasonable tonight. She's just not herself. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm very concerned about her. You know, that kind of thing. So plays that. And I, I can't talk because I am in so much danger. And as you know, later that night goes to show how much danger I was in or it was the next day. I think it was anyway. Within 24 hours, I was in great danger. And then he slides in the end, you asked me to last night, so not sure. So he has to slide in the, you asked me to call you. 
So what's going on? Why are you being weird when you ask me to call you? You're being really odd. Why are you doing this? I didn't ask him to call me. Do you think I asked this person who I'm not speaking to, to call me? Do you think I said, please call me when I have a relentless phone calls coming through, like nonstop stalking calls, turning up everywhere, following me online, like following me, my phone, like tracking me and all this stuff. Do you actually think I asked this person to call me? No, this is all, this is all a show. And another one, oi, what are you doing? Three question marks. He loves three. Probably because three is half of six and six is six, six. The devil's number is evil. <laughs> the math is mathing. Okay. He says, Oi, what are you doing? Why are you, this is a whole new email, by the way. Oi, what are you doing? Why are you ignoring me and abandoning me? I've asked you to call. You're doing nothing. Guess I'll see you soon then, eh? I would have gone to sleep, but you're wanting to play games. Does that give you fucking chills? This person is a fucking psychopath. Does that, like, do you see the threats in that? And they're they're not clear. As you know, anyone who doesn't know narcissists or never been in DV or abusive relationship would be like, huh, what else? Oh, yeah, that looks reasonable. But what you know when you read this and the interpretation of this is, why are you ignoring me and abandoning me? So you're in the wrong. You're doing wrong to me. That's what it is. And he says abandoning because he tried to say, I have abandonment issues and that's why I act like this. It's a lie. He just brought that up one day randomly when he was trying to groom and love bomb me um, after being abusive. He tried to, you know, victimize. They want to be the victim. They victimize themselves. They need to be the victim. So he's like, oh, it's these issues I have. Abandonment issue. You can have abandonment issues till the cows come home. You don't try and kill people. Anyway, I've asked you to call. So he's given me an order. Oh, I didn't do it. Shit. She doesn't have control and power. Shit. Uh, and then you're doing nothing. And then the threat. So I asked, I told you to do something. You didn't do what I wanted. And here comes the threat. Guess I'll see you soon then, eh? I would have gone to sleep but you're wanting to play games. So he's saying, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming to get you. And when I want, I'm going to come. I'm going to find you. And you're wanting to play games is putting the onus on me. Like, it's your fault. It's your fault I'm coming. Oh, that is a classic narcissist abuser move. It's your fault that I have to do this. I was going to go to sleep but you want to play these games. So I'm coming over and I'm going to get you kind of thing. And I'm going to teach you a lesson. You're the one making me do this. That's what he's trying to say. And it's like bullshit, mate. These games are in his head. There are no games. And I actually became quite wary of this during it. And I'd say, mate, you're playing these games with yourself. I do not subscribe to these games. I want nothing to do with these games. Do all for this shit. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't play games. If you want to play games, it's, it's you playing by yourself. And he, he try and drag you and draw you in like this. No, I don't subscribe to this. You have rights. You're a human being. No one can tell you that you not doing what they want is you having poor behavior and being bad. The next one makes no sense. He sent a TikTok. He said, 
TikTok, what I always say when I try, hey. And it's a story about a someone who was in a relationship for 10 years and the other person wasn't in a relationship with them, but they were lying to everyone that they were in a relationship with them. That's weird because he was lying to everyone that we were in a relationship. So I think he's trying to say, well, I have to lie that we're together because I'm just so obsessed with you. I'm just, you're just, you know, when they do the, oh, you're the greatest, but then put you down the next minute. Okay, so we'll find another email. All right, you're probably going to have to come back, like put some headphones on when you're walking the dog or something. Like this is long, but I don't want to do it in two episodes because I don't want to devote that much time to it. You never know. Maybe I should. (laughs) Okay, here's a big one. So this is a very long episode today. So just come back when you can if you have to go and do something, but come back because this is juicy. This is juicy. This is hot tea because I've just opened it. (laughs) It's very old tea. The tea bag's been sitting there for years, but she's hot because we're just reading it now together. This is a long one and it has photos in it to remind me of our love. And in my face in those photos, I am clearly in an abusive relationship. Very sad to look at that poor girl. Anyway, the title. Oh, he sent it to more than one email address. Let me see. He sent it to two different email addresses, hoping... Oh, he sent it to a work one and my home one, making sure I really get the message because I've blocked everywhere I can because I'm doing the right thing at this stage. I'm trying to get free. No means no, dumbasses. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to it. The title's called What's Going On and then the colon with the bracket to make a sad face. It's long. There's no full stops but I will put those in by breathing because breathing is advised. I really don't understand what's going on. This is physical pain. Actually, I'm going to try and read as much as I can before stopping and explaining so it's not all over the place. I really don't understand what's going on. This is physical pain for me, for him. Don't you get it? You know how abandonment is, and the longer it goes on for, it's hard, more painful, more anger for it, and you're purposely doing it. I don't purposely cause you pain. I never go out of my way to do that. Right, now I've got to stop. (laughs) I'm not going to read the whole thing and then come back. Like, you've got to stop because there's so much in this. He's the victim. He's trying to say I'm the victim. You're abandoning me. You're causing me physical pain by not wanting to continue an abusive relationship. Not taking any accountability, responsibility, no. Brings up the word abandonment again. And the longer it goes, it's more painful. And then he puts in more anger. He's, he's hinting. He's hinting. You know, bit of a threat there. Like, you know, you know what's going to come the longer this goes on. He, he's, he's pretty much warning me. And then accusing me of you're purposely doing it. He is trying to convince me that I am like him. That I it's a game and that I am doing this ignore thing as a game play in his game, that that's all it is. Me ignoring him is a move in the game to get me power or whatever. Like it's a it's a move. It's not me trying to get free of my abuser and cutting contact as a last resort because he couldn't just peacefully have a breakup and remain friends like I had tried like everyone in these relationships. We actually do try that first. They don't accept that. They continue abusing you. They escalate that abuse and it gets to the point of having to cut contact. 
So apparently I am doing this intentionally as some kind of game. He knows I'm not. He knows what I'm doing. He's just trying to convince me that it's this so that I feel bad and therefore get under his control again. The audacity in the next, the line I just read before, I don't purposely cause you pain. I never go out of my way to do that. What? Beating women comes naturally. You're not going out of your way. He goes out of his way so far to cover up his abuse. He goes out of his way so far to manipulate everyone around him and around me to cover up his abuse and enable it to continue. He went out of his way big time to be, to abuse me and to continue abusing me and to do that to the one before victim before me and the one after me. He definitely goes out of his way. And to say, I don't cause you pain. I never purposely cause you pain. He purposefully causes me caused me pain all the time. These abusers do. It's all lies. So let's read on. So I don't understand why you abuse me and make fun of mental health for you have mental health problems, right? So he knew that I worked in mental health and people around me that I would probably talk to about this and could possibly show these emails to work in mental health. So he knows that saying in there, you're making fun of mental health would make me look like a bad mental health professional because a mental health professional shouldn't make fun of people with genuine mental health issues. So He's putting that in there to put me down, to say, well, you, it's your fault because you're not nice to mental health people, knowing that that will hurt me as well, knowing that will put me down because he knows I take pride in my job. And also, so saying I make fun of mental health like that, and he knows I can't show this to anyone because if anyone reads this, they're going to think, well, you're not very nice if you're making fun of people with mental health. You know, if, if someone's someone's partner and they're saying, oh, they do this behind closed doors, you, you, you're kind of going to believe them. Well, one, because it's not normal that people compulsively lie. Only sickos do that, like this guy and abusers. Unfortunately, there's a lot of them. It sucks. And he ended that with a, you have mental health problems. He has to. He has to try and bring me down. You know, I don't. And he knew I didn't. He would, he would, so he diagnosed the, when he talked about the victim before me, he diagnosed, he said bipolar. And then another day he said, I taught him about many other illnesses. And so he changed the name of the illness that he gave her. He said, oh, the doctors told me she had bipolar. And he's like, the doctors told me she had borderline person. Oh, the doctors told me. And he would change the story every time. And I called him out on that. And then he would come to me and say, oh, well, you have this. And then he'd change it to you have that. And then you have that. And he'd keep changing it. And then he'd change the symptoms as well. He'd try and convince people around me oh, of he'd learn the symptoms of like borderline personality disorder. And then he'd learn the symptoms of oh, psychosis. And so he'd change what he wanted the narrative to be for the people around me or for myself to convince us of, oh, convince me and others that, oh, you know, she's not well. It just depended on the audience and and his motive at the time. He would always change it. So here he just says, you have mental health issues because he's just like, well, I'm not going to, he's not picking a diagnosis today because he's, so if I actually had a diagnosis, would he not put that in there? Anyway, you have mental health problems. He says, to the difference, I think he means so, the difference between us is I got help and can admit it, you know. He went to a psychiatrist that I knew and he 
would come back and say how he spent the whole time convincing them that I was abusive and horrible and he would tell them that I, all these lies that he would lie to them, right? (laughs) Okay, oh, this is a good story. (laughs) Sorry, I hit the microphone. He would go to the psychiatrist and he would lie. He would just say, well, she says this and she says that and she says I definitely have this diagnosis. She keeps diagnosing me and and like all these victim statements. And he would he would tell me afterwards, like he would imply that I'm welcome to come, and but he would intentionally book it when he knew I had a shift on. And then if something changed and I didn't have to work or something happened, he would make any excuse that I couldn't come. But he would always try and say, well, you don't come because you don't care, but he would intentionally book it when he knew I was working so that I couldn't go because he it's a narrative, it's a triangulation. He's using this third party to manipulate and abuse me. So, I mean, who knows what he actually said when he was there? He came back with a lot of drugs, so many drugs, which was really like, what are you saying there? Like you're coming back with meds, yet all he could do is come back and say all the bad things that the psychiatrist said about me, which I, it didn't work. And he was frustrated. So what he would do is he would come back and he said, I told him that you diagnosed me with this and you diagnosed me with that. And he said that you are just a nurse and you're not legally allowed to diagnose me. And he said, that's very bad that you did that. And I said, I never diagnosed you. I said, abusing people, hitting me is not good. It's not good. Don't abuse me. I said, this behavior could be indicative of some problems, but I had made a very solid point not to ever diagnose. I'm not going to pick a label, psychopath, narcissist. I'll pick a few actually. Now I'll pick some labels. The police picked labels. They picked psychopath. They shot straight past narcissist and went all the way to psychopath. Um, And that's that's just, you know, in language describing people. But he tried, so I said, so if you're going to go and lie to a person about me and they respond adequately they respond as I would I would say the same thing if someone came to me and said oh so and so diagnose them with this and I'd say oh, well they're a nurse they don't they can't diagnose so I'll check you out and see what's going on myself I would say the exact same thing so you go in so I said so what you're saying is you go in there and you lie about me and things I've said and done And then you come back and gloat to me about his response as if it's meant to mean something to me. You're the one lying about me. So you're getting the response that anyone would give. I agree with his response. What I don't agree with is you going in there and lying and making up lies about me. He didn't like that because I called him out on it. He wanted me to feel bad because a psychiatrist, because he knew, you know, working that industry that I would look up to someone like that. And so he was hoping it would put me down. He was hoping that it would make me, you know, just put me down, that I would believe, oh, no, that psychiatrist hates me. Oh, no, he thinks ill of me. Oh, that's really bad. And I'm like, mate, you went in and lied. So you are the problem because you're going in there and telling Barney's. His response to say that back, and I'd said that many times because he would also come to me and say, 
oh, I was telling this guy I know um, this about you. And he said, well, she's a psycho bitch. And I said, I'd say the same thing too if a guy said that to me. But you'll, if you go and lie about me and tell lies, that's the problem. I never did that. <laughs> You're lying about me. So, of course, they're having an adequate response. That doesn't mean that person hates me. They, they will ha- not like me because you're lying. But if you didn't lie, they're not going to not like me. He's trying to go, oh, they all hate you. Everyone hates you. Well, if you're lying to them, of course they hate me. You're lying to them. You're making people hate me. Of course they're going to. Oh, he didn't like that either. They don't like it when you figure out their little, their bullshit. And it's exhausting figuring it out. You don't want to play these games. Time to read on. The never-ending episode. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So I don't understand why you abuse me. Make fun of mental health. You have mental health problems too. The the difference is I got help and can admit it, you know. He didn't get help. He can't admit it. I mean, he went there, but he did all this manipulation. He used it as a triangulation thing. I don't even think he actually genuinely needed any. It was – he – The reason he made an appointment to go there was because I had hit a point where I'm like, that's it. I am so done. I am done with this abuse. I gave you one final chance and that is it. I can't do this anymore. This is like earlier on than all this. And so he made an appointment. He said, no, I'm going to go get help now. See what they do? They don't give a shit. He made that appointment with the psychiatrist to say, look, I made an appointment. I'm getting help. You know, I'm I'm trying to better myself. So I stop abusing you. He's obviously not going to write that down about abusing me, but he's saying, look, I'm doing something. And then he switches it and goes, well, you're not doing anything. Look what I'm doing. And he used that to manipulate me back. He used it to groom me back to say, look, I'm getting help and I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm fighting this. I'm determined to not be this abusive person. I'm trying to get help. I'm trying to fix this. He did that as a hoovering, grooming, love bombing to get me back technique. It was all a lie. And then he went there and he came back with like dexamphetamines or something. It was like, yeah, so you are, he obviously minimized. He said nothing. Oh, and what he also, oh, he got me to write a list. And he's like, write a list of all the things I've been doing to you. Write a list of all the symptoms. Write a list of all the things I say and do that aren't good and everything. And I said, no, you just go and you talk to them about, you know what you've been doing. You're an adult. You go and talk to them about everything. And he's like, no, I really need that list. And I was like, no, you know, it's your thing between you and the doctor. You don't need my input. And then so he came back from the first one, I think, and said, oh, he really needs that list. And he said, yeah, if you could write down all the things I've been doing and saying, you know, that would really help. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I wrote down all the symptoms of, you know, and all the things he does that are not very nice (laughs) and everything. And I wrote them as if giving handover. So it wasn't like just, you know, it was actual like symptom things I had observed. And I believe he got me to do that so he could use that against me. So he could say, look, she's writing down that I do all this stuff. She's trying to tell doctors all this stuff. She's trying to badmouth me. She's trying to diagnose me. And look, she's writing lists of symptoms. She's trying to control me. I know 100 he tried to use that against me. But 
I don't know what he did when he's in there. I think he just talked about ADHD and like, didn't bring any of this up. I mean, what benefit is it to just convincing some random psychiatrist that your victim is nuts? They're just going to go, okay, break up with them. What's your problem, mate? <laughs> like, you know, and that's the thing. You see that it's written so many places and there's so much evidence of it. A perpetrator pretending to be a victim will put down the victim. They'll put down the other party and say, they're this, they're that, they're doing this. A true victim will not speak like that. They speak differently. They're more like, this is being done to me and this behavior. And then they do that. That's being done. And I oh, know they just describe it differently. Uh, the perpetrator attacks the victim and, and puts them down and says, they're this and that. And there was something else. Oh, it, was, I th- it was on a TikTok that I recently shared a slide of, I think. Or I read it somewhere, but yeah, it described how the victim describes what's going on and how the person pretending to be the victim describes and how they're very different. But now that I've said that, if a narcissist or an abuser is listening to this, they're going to go, oh, well, I better change my technique and my little game in my head. All right, so let's read on. Wow. I don't know how many times I have to say you are hurting me three exclamation marks. It's well known someone ignores you that you really love. It's the same as physical pain. So he's trying to imply that I'm just as abusive as him because how much physical pain is this person causing me? An immense amount. And he's trying to say by me trying to leave the relationship and cut him off and like discontinue contact only because of his behavior, not ending, you know, only because of his actions. I don't, I don't cut people off when I break up with them. It's only because of his behavior, which I've mentioned not long ago. So he's trying to imply that it's abusive. It's causing him physical pain. So I'm just as bad as him. They try and bring you down to their level so they can control you. It's well known someone ignores you, that you really love. It's the same as physical pain. We have been through this. In other words, we've been here. I can get you back. Like this is nothing kind of thing. I know, I'm reading on now, I know your love language. This is funny. This cracked me up. I know your love language is fuck off, cunt, don't talk to me. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong at this point. Like, you're a fucking abuser. You're a perpetrator. You tried to fucking murder me. (laughs) Like, yeah, mate, that's every woman's love language to you. Once they see you unmasked, and you reveal who you really are, everyone's love language is fuck off, can't don't talk to me. That isn't that funny. That's my love language. Yes, in my future relationships, they're going to be like, so what's your love language? And I'm going to be like, fuck off, can't don't talk to me. And they're going to be like, slay. That's beautiful. <laughs> he says, I know your love language is fuck off, can't don't talk to me. Yeah, that's what you say. But you know mine and you use it to hurt me. Yeah, his is control. Um, and beating up women and children. Okay. You broke down, cried, said you loved me last night. Yeah, bullshit. This isn't love when you can't give someone a minute of your time. I've been pleading with you all day to stop, please. See how they say stop? They say stop as if you were doing an action toward them. Not as if you are, you know, doing what keeps you safe and setting safe boundaries. 
stop please, the only way it will ease and when I see you later after work, there are no plans, but he is threatening to do that, I would have been okay. But now I think that you are just thinking of yourself. I'm a human being too. I have feelings. I, 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 I. See all the I? And he's not a human. He's a demon. We were fine until you abused me. See how they just try and convince you you're abusing them? Um, ignoring, like moving on from an abusive relationship isn't abusing you. You are a lying sack of... Anyway, sorry, give my two cents again. We were fine until you abused me and blamed me for hurting my own feelings yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying to think, but I could definitely see myself saying, yes, I'm, I'm assuming this was one of those conversations where I said, you abuse women, then they leave you, then you act shocked that they left you. You're doing this to yourself. If you don't abuse the women, they don't leave you. You're in control. It's your choice. So I might have said something like that because I blamed him for hurting his own feelings. Nothing, I don't know what he's talking about here. Nothing to do with friends or party, so stop that. I don't know what that means. The fact you're so easy to dismiss my feelings when I tried to share that you had hurt me, then you hurt me more. By laughing at me, dismissing me again, that hurts so, so deep. Obviously, I had got to the point of this is beyond a joke. Sometimes you laugh while you're actually freaking terrified. And that is so common. So many people, when they're faced with a very dangerous situation, you know, you got fight, flight, freeze, in, and then if you're talking to them, you will laugh, but you're actually scared because you just, you know, that's your nervous response. That's It would have been more of that back then rather than the laughter I have now is completely different. Now it's the, wow, you are a tool mate. I would never have said you're a tool mate to this back then. This would have been just feeling that threat and that this man is has so much control over the narrative of who you are, of everyone around you and of the threats to come and hurt you and your kids and everything and just feeling those threats that I'm going to destroy you, your reputation, I'm going to take everything you have and love away from you. It's that heaviness. That's what I would have felt at the time. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. I'm always there for you. Only two exclamation marks. For anything and everything. Yeah, because you're a stalker, mate. Yes, rough past. That's him acknowledging all the abuse he's done for me. And it's constant. He couldn't go two weeks without being physically violent. So it's constant. So all his only acknowledgement of that is, yes, rough past. You have to stop using that. You have to stop it. So you have to stop using the fact that I abuse you as an excuse to cut contact with me. I have to stop that. Yeah, rough past, you know, we all have a rough past. That's in the past. He would hit you and instantly say, well, that's in the past. Get over it. That kind of audacity. Anyway, keep going. To constantly bring up stuff for eight months ago, a year ago, two years ago or more. I didn't even know him for that long. It's controlling and narcissistic. You know that I use the word narcissist. The second I brought the word narcissist into 
conversations with this person, he instantly started calling me one the day I brought it up. They will say, they will call you what they are and what they're doing and what, you know, and what you say to them, they'll twist it straight back. It's just like they're on this auto robot pilot of just twisting everything backwards. So it's controlling and narcissistic. You don't do it. It's toxic. Don't, I don't know. This doesn't make sense to me either. So you have no caps lock right to treat me the way you do. And I only caps lock react to you when you treat me like shit. I blow up a bit too, but then you blame it all on me four exclamation marks. Oh, you blow up a bit, but it's because of me that you hit me. That's what he's saying. I might hit you. I might get violent, but it's your fault. Don't you know it's your fault? What a crock of shit. It was not me at all. Three exclamation marks. Uh, the imprisonment would suggest that was a lie. It was all you. You're not nice like that. I'm, thanks for the put down, mate. I'm glad you went, had your coffee with the something girls. I can't disclose the word there because it gives away identifying information. So this is having a go at me. So I, after work, had coffee one day with some women who are friends and he didn't like that. We were separated this time. This was this was me having already left, setting boundaries in him, starting the stalking, constant abusing campaign that he would do every time I tried to leave him. The threats, the constant threats, the constant stalking, this constant contact, all this disgusting behavior. So he was in the midst of that. So we weren't together and he got jealous and very mad that I was spending time. And there was women and he would have followed me online to see my location and to see where I was going and everything. And so he's pretending, I'm glad you did that, but it's not, he's brought it up as in like, well, you went and did something without me. It's, that's a very subtle thing that only me, only I would pick up in that. He says, oh, then the party. So obviously it's like a work Christmas party because I don't go to anything else. I couldn't give a shit. Yes, he could. He's bringing up the fact that I've spent time not with him. But like before, anything you do, you get so damn anxious, you start picking at me, then pushing until you get your nervous energy out. And it always starts fight. It's you sabotaging us always, four exclamation marks. So he's saying, oh, if you go anywhere and do anything without me, you don't act very well. You act crazy. In other words, don't do that. He's saying you get so anxious before you go places and when you're going somewhere without me that you just attack me and you need to get that nervous energy out and attack me. This is projection, isn't it? This is There's a lot of projection here. He's basically trying to say like he doesn't like it when I do things without him and there's a price to pay and the price is that I will be accused that I'm being unreasonable in the lead up to going like, oh, fight to go out at seven o'clock. You know how they, like, if you have something on, they abuse you beforehand and they try and make life hell because they want you to, in your brain, acknowledge that you going and doing something without them is not a good thing. So they punish you by having a go at you and starting a fight and starting abusing you before you go and do that. 
And so he's literally explaining what he does. Like this is one of the common techniques. If you have something on, they sabotage it. And he's saying, he's just describing what he does. He's trying, because he's trying to convince me he's, that I am unhinged, I'm unwell, and it's all my fault. And so he's actually giving a few insights into what he does. And they know what they're doing. And what he does is not about nervous energy or being anxious. It's all about control. Right, reading on. My reactions aren't always good. I also admit that. Yeah, your reaction. See, him abusing me is just a reaction. He actually did reactive abuse on me where he tried to, you know, abuse me either physically or in other ways or verbally or whatever or threaten children or whatever. He tried to do all these things to get a reaction and then because he wanted to use the reaction against me, which is called reactive abuse. I have an episode on it. So he's saying, he's saying his reaction. So he's trying to say that I am the problem. I cause him to hit me because if he can put this in writing as well, I mean, society's view was always that DV, and that's why it has a lesser sentence in prison. DV is a couple arguing. It's a woman being unreasonable and starting fights. And her poor man couldn't help but react to the way that she's acting. That's the whole society's traditional view of DV. And now with research and everything, it's come out. No, these people are quite calculated and planned and it has absolutely nothing to do with what you do, your responses to them or your behavior. There's nothing that you do that causes them to do this. But he's trying to, you know, gaslight and everything here. My reactions aren't always good. I also admit that. Oh, what a hero he you starting it and blaming me though no in caps lock with four exclamation marks i think you seriously need to call me and talk to me before the shift ends so i'm obviously at work and he said this okay because i'm really upset about all this little thinly veiled threat there like him being upset and women don't want men upset because men are dangerous so that's, you know, if you hear a man's upset, if a man says, I'm upset, he's telling you, hey, there's consequences. You don't want me upset. Because a man who's upset with a woman, it's dangerous. Anyway, thinly veiled, but it's definitely there. I'm really upset about this. I could only wish you had insight. I taught him that word to see what you do. Hey, I literally told you the other day, watch carefully as how things start. It's always, in caps lock, you! Four exclamation, oh no, it's three exclamation marks. And this proves it again, three exclamation marks. A simple, sorry I hurt you, and I would have gone about my day yesterday. See, all you have to do, this man is terrorizing you, bullying you, putting you down, accusing you of things, threatening he's going to tell everyone that you're this and that and calling everyone, calling everyone around you, calling your work, doing everything, um, making your life hell. And then he says, a simple sorry. And I would have gone about my day. As in, I wouldn't be harassing you or abusing you right now if you just said, sorry, I hurt you and admitted like you're the problem. That's it. Because, sorry, give him that power and control back. Or, you know, he doesn't want to have to do this, but he has to do it because you're not doing what he wants and he wants you to be his and he wants to abuse you and murder you. I don't know why. It makes no sense. Anyway, stop talking. I'll read on. 
Nearly there, guys. Why do I need to teach you how to be nice to people? Be nice, three exclamation marks. Even earlier on, phone, at work, I will see this triangulation. Your colleagues like, what's happening? And you snapped, in caps lock, I don't want to talk about it. It was like, oh my God, you can't talk to people like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh, Karen, you can't just ask people why they're white. That's a line from Mean Girls, by the way. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, you can't talk to people like that. You snapped at them. So see, there's something that happened and it actually happened. You called the work and the person, for some reason, I don't know like how he was, he was in earshot or something. And they've said, what's going on? And just say, I'm sorry, I don't want to talk about it. Because I was painted into a corner. I could not reveal, hey, this man's abusing me. I'm really scared. Like, I'm really unsafe. Please help me. Because I was not safe in the threats at that time. I couldn't, he he knew he had me in a position where I can't disclose what he's doing and how unsafe I really am. And I'm just trying to like set boundaries, set boundaries. Please go away. Like if, if enough time passes, he'll, he'll go away. Yeah, I was wrong about that. Um, but, you know, I, I cannot reveal this. And I also want to be professional and I'm not bringing this to work. He's trying to do that. I'm not bringing this to my workplace. I'm not doing that. I'm mature and I'm an adult and I'm here to do my job and leave all that at home. I'm not bringing it here. I'm an adult. And so I just like was like, I don't want to talk about it. So that's what happened. So what he did is he gets a situation that happens. And this is so common with abusers. They get a situation that actually does happen and then twists it and implies that I was shouting, I was snapping, I was rude, and tries to imply that the person that I said that to was so hurt and offended and thinks that I'm crazy. It's that triangulation. They're using an event that happened to convince you that you're bad, you did wrong, you, these people are so offended at the way you spoke. And I actually had situations where he said that. And I'd actually go to that person and say, Hey, when I said this the other day, was that like this? And they're like, no, it was fine. It was like, there's nothing. But he would lie and say, Oh, they looked at me like this, or they looked at like that. And they, you know, it's that triangulation. It's, it's so bullshit. He's trying to use other people now to convince me that, Oh, your behavior, like you're not right. And I said, I don't want to talk about it because he was there and he was listening and I was not safe while he was listening. And if that person just hung up, it's like, okay, now he's not listening and I'm not safe. (laughs) But I can't really get the police involved right now because uh, this man is scary. We're nearly there, guys. I'm so sad you can't even have the decency to apologize to someone when they did nothing wrong at the time. You won't even acknowledge you did anything. And like I've said, if I say you hurt me, you really hurt me. Two exclamation marks. The next thing is one solo paragraph and all it says is 2.5 hours. Now, anyone else reading that would be like, yeah, and what's that mean? 2.5 hours. He's saying, this is a threat. He's saying, so he assumed I read this at the time. He's saying in 2.5 hours, I'm coming to find you. Your shift ends in 2.5 hours. That's what he's saying. But he doesn't say those words. He doesn't have to because he assumed I'm reading this and I know, and I'm like 2.5 hours. And then I go, what's in 2.5 hours? My shift ends. He's coming for me. He's coming to get me. He's either coming to get me where I work or he's coming to get me at my house or in between. He's done the car thing. Like, yep, he's coming to find me. He's coming to get me. 
And that that's what he's implying. But all he says is 2.5 hours and he makes a point of putting it by itself with no other words around it. Creepy motherfucker. P.S. Um, you didn't sign it off. Don't you say P.S. after you sign it off? Anyway, P.S. I have no idea what messages or what work because the phone's not sending anything. So I'm sending it to your email addresses. Okay. I attached a pic to remind you that you have someone that actually cares. Three exclamation mark. Do you like the tone I'm having while I'm reading this, by the way? <laughs> I'm trying to put a different tone on when I'm like talking to you versus reading him. I'm, I'm reading it like the little brat bitch that he is. <laughs> Actually, I should put more drama into it because these guys are just so unhinged. Okay, where are we up to? And not giving up on you. Oh, wow, what a gem. So don't take it for granted. Hey, a pic from two days ago when we are happy and joking, Pat, playful. Not this bullshit. I think effective communication would be a good thing for you to read up on. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. Um, not beating the fucking shit out of multiple women and children would be something you have to read up on. Actually, you have a few things to read. So much so, in fact, that the Society of Australia decided to put you in a cell. So you're a bit behind on your reading materials, mate. Um, keep your hands to yourself. We're in kindergarten. We don't hit others. Okay, sorry. Uh, got it's that whole laugh, old cry thing, and so making humour out of really shit situations. Coping mechanism, fun slay. Okay, let's keep going. And how to manage someone with abandonment problems? Oh, you're such a victim, mate. As I've looked up the same with you. And childhood trauma, PTSD, anxiety. Oh, he's throwing a few little diogs in there. So I can help and support you the best I can. Oh, so you're saying childhood trauma, PTSD, and anxiety is what I have. Oh, wow. And um, you're using that to say that I should put up with you and your abuse. That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah, you gave me PTSD, mate. Thanks for that. And he sent me this little cartoon thing of, that he'd made of him and me. Ew. Yes, I do love you. You're safe, okay? Oh, so, okay. So this last bit, this very last sentence. Thanks for hanging in here, by the way. We've got through very long emails. It's the love bombing. So they go, put down, put down, accuse, accuse. Uh, gaslight, brainwash, you want this person to think they're nothing and to think they're in the wrong and they've done bad and they're a bad person there no value. They hurt everyone. They're, they're, you know, they're like, they can't even speak without making incorrect things. There's something wrong with them. They need to talk about communication. They're, you know, nasty to their colleagues. You know, this person, they, they put you down the whole email and then he decides to end it with a little bit of love bombing. And they do that. They do a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. After I was held hostage, he went around with a label maker. <laughs> I laugh now, but this is really fucking, like, this is disturbing me. Like, the laughter is still like, this is really fucked up. And he wrote, I love you in all sorts of places because he wanted me to find it all the time. And then he also microwaved my work ID card so I couldn't go to work and destroyed many different things, like, in my house and stuff. So he broke many things and destroyed many things. And then other things he made, I love you notes he scratched I love you into the ground like he he wrote left I love you all places and then destroyed things broke things smashed things 
um, tried to break things that were quite expensive and everything. And he did all of that. So they always do a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Column A, punish because you're not getting the reaction you want. Column B, love bomb to try and encourage that person. It's like brain chemicals to switch back on to you. Isn't that fucking sick and twisted? Okay, we're nearly finished. Yes, I do love you. You're safe, okay? You have no idea the relief of hearing that. Like at the time, like I didn't read this, but like anytime he said you're safe because I felt unsafe constantly. I was unsafe. The fact of the matter was, and he knew it. He knew what he was doing. I was not safe. So he knew by saying you're safe, it just made me melt. Like because you are so scared. You were in fight or flight. You were just constantly like trying to assess your safety and your kids' safety and make sure you're making the right decisions according to this person's unhinged behavior and threats. And it is very stressful. And when they say you're safe, you just think, oh, but it's a lie. (laughs) It's a lie. Like I was not safe because of what happened after this email. Yes, I do love you. You're safe. Okay. You are loved. I love you. And then a love heart emoji. See you soon. Threat. And he went through with that threat. Seriously, cool though. Not on your way home either, please. Well before that. And then he has a photo that he took of us. And I don't, I don't look like that. That's so sad to see myself in that picture. I am in an abusive relationship and I'm terrified and I'm, I've got to get away from that person and I'm trauma bonded and it's just very sad to see a picture of yourself um, at that time. However, he was hoping that I'd see that. And I mean, because it's like that eye contact thing, seeing the face of them. It's like he knew that that would create a connection in my brain. And but and that I'd have to fight that and go, no, no, he's bad. And so they just keep on at you. It's just ridiculous. Like if someone doesn't like you, it you just walk away. OK, so that's it for that email. And that email was sent. I've got to scroll up. Uh, a few days before um, all the crimes. So I have many more. Oh my gosh, I'm scrolling on my phone. I don't know why I chose to say those ones. I have like 20. I I will have to do this again. It'd be good if you could email me if you actually like this or not and give me some kind of feedback. I don't know if you can on Spotify. There's sometimes like a little thing where you can put feedback or you can email me liabfpodcast at gmail.com email me with your personal stories or if anything is hitting with you like if 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 this makes sense to you if anything i've said about relationships like you can you've got any stories to share also do do you want more of this do you want to hear more emails i'd i'd make them shorter episodes i promise i'd probably have to make like five or six of them but i've just scrolled there are so many there's some treats in there. And I know if I dive in, there's going to be even, these were like nothing. These were the ones like the first couple I've shared today were the ones that were right before I was, he broke in, held me hostage and right um, around the time where he tried to kill me. So that was that, but there are so many, I haven't read them. There are lots. I mean, I was being actively stalked and it was like email, email, text, call, text, call, this, this. It was just attack, 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 wear her down. And blocking doesn't work because if you block here, there's another way. If you block here, there's another way. There's fake accounts, there's this, there's that. And it's just like 
coming at you and it's designed to stress you out and at the end of the day they say all you have to do is say sorry that I hurt you and you hear that how they twist it to like you're hurting them by trying to end the relationship so I mean losing me is pain like don't get me wrong um but you know what I mean anyway I'm gonna go like I'm so sorry this is the longest episode ever and I'm just gonna drop it this long so do with it what you will and please 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 can you please let me know like please email me I'm like literally waiting to hear from you no bullshit like you you right there listening not the other people you I want you to email me and tell me if you want to hear more of this if you just thought no it was trash or maybe read the email and stop interrupting well you got to interrupt because it's just there's so much subtle little threats and stuff underneath it but you know just give me some hot tips tell me what you think honestly I'm open to it I really let's chat do you want to have a fat chat liabf podcast at gmail.com because all i get is spam from people who want to sell me things they want to sell me oh we can edit your podcast we can do this we can promote it we can do that and they want money from me i make zero dollars so you can have i'll even give you 50 percent of my earnings <laughs> you can have 50 percent of my zero dollars spammers so many people just go through podcasts finding email contacts and trying to sell you stuff. I don't know what the assumption is that people make money from podcasts. Like, it's weird. I guess some people do. Slay, slay all day. You do you. Okay, have a fantastic day. Stay safe. If any of this is happening to you, this hopefully this helps because, oh, my gosh, if I got to listen to this episode, I know it's unhinged and I know it's all over the place and, and there's just all these emails and me cutting in and out and it's just so long. But honestly, if I got to listen to this when I was going through this, my goodness, this would have been gold because I would have, one, killed to hear that someone's going through what I'm going through, two, killed to hear like the, the emails they send that are accusing me of being like bad is just what they do. It's a technique to get control over you. Oh, I would have loved to have heard someone say it, but like just to hear someone else's experience. So hopefully this lands in the right person's lap. Uh, if you want to promote it and help like share it with people or share it with some DV groups or people or anyone who you think needs to hear this, please do because it's for them. I do it for you guys. I do it for people who are where I was because I would have love to have heard this even me back then would have loved to hear from future me I would have loved to hear future me laughing laughing at him and calling him a tool because back then you're just a ball of tension and you're trying to survive and I would have loved to hear that he ended up going to prison that would have been such joy in my heart and peace anyway better go stop talking okay bye love you bye